0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Tonight, our topic is going to be the glue in relationships. The glue in relationships. And today's society emphasizes the negative rules. The negative rules of human relationships. You know, look at all the laws. On the law books, it's all negative. Don't hit don't steal, don't kill, don't this, don't that. It's all negatives. So today's society emphasizes the negative rules of human relationships. So don't hurt other people, don't steal, don't murder, etc. Whereas the Torah, whereas Torah also talks about the positives of human relationships. And in fact, there's a theme that goes right through the Torah, which is not talked enough about And that is the glue of human relationships. What is the glue of human relationships? And the answer is chesed. Chesed, kindness, acts of kindness, is the glue of human relationships. No relationship can succeed. It can exist, but it cannot succeed. It cannot flourish. Right? How do you make a relationship flourish? It's chesed. The answer is one word, chesed. We know, Rabbi Gamliel tells us in the Mishnah, in Avod, the world rests on three things. Our world, the Jewish world, rests on three things. Torah, Avodah, Gimut, Hasadim. rest on Torah, rest on service of God, of other people, and rests on acts of kindness. Acts of kindness is the positive glue in human relationships. And no relationship can last or flourish without chesed. It can last, but it won't flourish. In other words, a relationship based on fear can exist, but it's not successful. It's not flourishing. It's not flowering. You know, if you want want your relationships to flourish, you have to add this magic spice. It's called chesed. If you want societies to flourish, you have to add this spice. It's called chesed. So societies today do not emphasize chesed enough. How many societies promote tzedakah? Promote helping other people? Promote it physically, uh, spiritually? Promoting it in terms of legislation? You know, reward you for acts of kindness. So you do get a kind of tax deduction for uh, charitable co- uh, contributions. That's fantastic. But can we do more as societies promote Chesed? And this is a theme that goes right through, I'm going to talk about today, the theme that goes right through the Torah. A person wants to improve their relationships, they have to add this magic spice, it's called chesed. Chesed means kinds we're going to talk about, and the glue that holds society together is chesed, between parents and children, Now that's one of the relationships That is totally built on chesed. The parental relationship with the child is just pure giving, giving, giving. Chesed, chesed, chesed. Spouses. A spousal relationship is based on, if it wants to flourish, is based on chesed. Acts of kindness to each other. Without asking for anything in return. Acts of kindness to each other. You know, I I saw Rabbi Victor Miller. He says a person should try and do at least one act of kindness around the house without telling anyone. Quietly, just do acts of kindness. You need something at home, go and buy it. Milk, bread, cheese, whatever it is, some basic commodities. person sees the garbage can full. Take it out, throw it out. Acts of kindness. These are small acts which have tremendous power and help a person become a better person, help us succeed. This is Elul season before Rosh Hashanah. Now is the time. To build relationships with our betters, with our spouses, with our children. And it's all based on this glue. The glue is kindness, acts of kindness. Three, number one is with our parents, parents and children. Number two is spouses. Number three, siblings. Very important. How many people, the siblings don't talk to each other? So acts of kindness, be the one to break the ice. Breathe, be the one. It's so hard to be the one. So let the other person say sorry first and I'll say sorry. Let them start. No, be the one to break the ice and acts of kindness. Send a card. You can't talk on the phone. Send a card. Send an email. Send something nice. It's an act of kindness. Siblings then relatives, friends, and then other people. So we have a pyramid of chesed. What is the pyramid of chesed? Just like there's a famous saying in English, charity begins at home. And the answer is, it's not a saying in English. Its source is in the prophet Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah says, don't hide from your own flesh and blood. Don't hide. Charity begins at home. Acts of kindness start with the home. Acts of kindness starts with the home and builds outwards. It's like concentric circles. First, you start in the home. Parents, children, spouses, then outside the home, siblings, relatives, friends. It's a concentric circles of chesed. Tremendous power of chesed. We're going to see how Hashem loves chesed. Hashem, this is one of the three things that keeps the world going. Chesed is one of the three things we have to really work on. A person wants a successful outcome, Rosh Hashanah. The secret, one of the secrets is chesed. You do chesed, Hashem says. You do chesed with others, I do chesed with you. You give for no reason, I'll give you as well. So chesed is the key, it's the glue in society, which should be the glue in society. And you see where the societies break down, where there's no more chesed. If people are not helping each other anymore, you know, thank God today we have like a social system in society so it's built in. Chesed is built into society Have social services. That is chesed. Society is doing chesed. We don't realize it. We may not appreciate it, but we see people today that are sleeping on the streets. And that's a breakdown of society. We need more chesed in society. So there's a famous rabbi called the Chafetz Hayim, the one who loves life. Everyone knows him for his books on Lashon But people don't know him so much for his books on chesed. He wrote this book. I'm going to quote a lot of material from his book, Ahavat Chesed, the love of kindness. This is one of our missions in life as a Jew, not just to do kindness, to love kindness, to run after kindness, to run after acts of kindness. You know, reading this book is will make a person a better person. You know, look forward to doing acts of kindness instead of saying, you know, Oh, bother! This guy again. he's asking me for things again, but it's an opportunity. So he gives a little a beautiful parable. You know, <laughs> you know it says the Haheim had a his wife had a store. she had a grocery store, and the Havisheim he started working in the grocery store, and everyone came to his store. There was a big line outside his store. Why everyone knew it was the cheapest prices. And you always got more than what you bought. In other words, you bought one pound of, of flour, you got a little bit extra. You bought a pound of sugar, you get a little bit extra. So you always got extra and you paid maximum, minimum prices. You made minimum prices, and time. So what happened is the long lines outside his store, Chabitz time starts getting worked. He said, I'm taking business away from my competitors. So what he did is he cut down the hours of his store. So instead of being open 9 to 5, it was open from 9 to 1. And again, big lines outside his store. Everyone knew it's the best deal you can get in the neighborhood. So you know what? I can't run a store like this. I'm taking business away from people. And therefore, I'm going to close my store. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Chavez Chaim. What can I tell you? The Chaim liked to do acts of kindness. He didn't want to take business away from competitors, which is amazing because today's society is based. Our society, uh, capitalism is based on competition and taking business away from others. And I've seen this, you know, in in New Jersey, you know, you had all these small uh, stores, uh, Caldor and Bradley's and who knows what. And then all of a sudden Walmart opens up, they all shut down. So it's amazing taking business from other people, but, you know, people want to go, where well, you get the best deal. So give the best deals, and you get people come. But it's very hard. So it's all economies of scale today. That's how people win, economies of scale. Anyway, so chesed is the key, and I'm going to quote from his book, of Meir Kagan, the Habits Chaim, the famous Habits Chaim. He writes about chesed. He said, there's two kinds of chesed. There's two kinds of kindness. So there's two kinds of kindness. There's acts of kindness. Chesed Kindness with one's money, and there's chesed shebeguf, and there's kindness with one's body. There's kindness with money, and there's kindness with human body. So what's kindness with money? So obviously we all know sedaka, giving charity, is not a good word. It's acts of righteousness with our money, is acts of kindness with money. There's also another form of acts of kindness with money, and that is what this book is all about is gemach. Gemach, Gimlut chasadim, is a free interest loan. A free interest loan. The Raman says one of the highest acts of tzedakah is to give a person a loan with no interest. Of course, we're not allowed to charge interest to fellow Jews. And that is a loan in order to do business so the person can be self-sufficient. That's a tremendous act of charity. Why is one of the highest acts of charity? Because when he gives to the car, the person says, feels bad. I owe the guy a debt. He, he paid me. He gave me something. And I feel bad. He gave me something for free. People don't like getting things for free. Well, maybe today they do. That's the problem. But in those days, they didn't like getting things for free. And therefore, the car is a lower level than giving someone a loan to start a business. Because then they feel like, I don't owe you anything. I owe you a loan. Okay. You didn't give me anything for free. I'll pay it back. Eventually, I'll pay it back. My business will be successful. So there's two kinds of chesed with money, tzedakah, and loaning people. Money with no interest. And we find today there's many, every Jewish area has a free loan society, has a chesed society. Don't call it a free loan society. Some people do call it a free loan society. There's other words for it, biku chale, and there's other words for this uh, organization that does chesed. Every town, every Jewish a society in the world has a kind of Bikur Cholem, as a kind of Giblut uh, Hasadim fund. They have funds for people free of interest, free loan societies, which is this act of kindness with one's money. Tremendous act of kindness with money. Chavez says it's much higher than Sadaqah. Why? Because the money can be reused over and over again. It's recycled. So you do Sadaqah, it's an act of charity. You did one act of charity. You give a free loan society and the loan is just going backwards and forwards. It's just, they collect the loan, they rent it out again, they collect it again, they lend it out again. So every time it's lent out, it's your money which is being lent out. You're getting a reward for every time it's lent out. It's okay. It's not so simple because the problem is you got to get the money back. That's the hard part. hard part is getting the money back. It's easy to give loans. The hard part is getting it back. And especially now is uh, the Shemitah, the year of Shemitah, the end of Shemitah. Rosh Hashanah comes along and annuls all loans, at least in the good old days. Today, people write what's called a prusbol, where they assign their loans to the Beit Din, and then the Beit Din's loans are never annulled, and therefore they can recollect them from the Beit Din. Okay, so that's one part of Sadaqah, is acts of kindness with money, which is chesed with money, which is Sadaqah, and free loans, is gemach. There's another kind of chesed, which is chesed with one's body. That is a much higher level. Chesed with one's body is a much higher level than chesed with one's money. One's money is one's appendage. It's not you. It's It's your appendage. You earn the money and you give you the money out. Okay, people say, some people say, some people say, your money is your life because you're working, you're spending your time, your life on getting money. So when you give your money, you're giving part of your life. It's true. However, higher level of chesed is chesed with one's physical body, which we're going to talk about in this class today. But this is the glue. You have to remember the glue. If you want a successful relationship with someone, it's got to be based on Chesed, how do we know? Mishnah says, appoint for yourself a Rabbi, but acquire a friend for yourself." How do you acquire a friend? How do you? How do you? Well, you pay money to be a friend. Will you be my friend? He gives ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't think uh, you know that's not a kind of valuable kind of friendship because that's friendship which is based on ulterior motives. So how do you acquire a friend? And the answer is, if you're nice to someone, hopefully they'll be nice to you. You acquire a friend by being nice to them, by being kind to them. With acts of kindness, that's the investment needed in a friend. The minimum investment is to smile at someone and greet them nicely. Smile at someone and greet them nicely. They need a ride, give them a ride. They need this, small things. Go out of your way to, to help them. And that's acquiring a friend. That's how you acquire friends. So now, I'm going to give some uh, examples. This is from the book. I'm going to go right to this interesting because the Chavetz Chaim got an Haskamah. What's a Haskamah? It's an approbation for his book. One of the greatest rabbis of that time, who's uh, famous because there's a yeshiva today in Brooklyn named after him Rav Chaim Berlin. Rav Chaim Berlin was the Rosh Yeshiva of the big Yeshiva of Elijah which is Rav Chaim Velozhin, founded in his yeshiva, and eventually he got to the hands of Rav Chaim Berlin, a great rabbi who gave the Chabad Chaim, imagine how great he was, because the Chabad Chaim was great enough, came to him to asked for a haskamah, an approbation for his book. And in the approbation, he has some chidushim, which I want to go through with you, some interesting ideas. And he, the first idea he brings is, from the beginning of the Torah, it says that uh, God created Adam and Eve. We all know. We're going to go back to that a bit more later. And uh, the first two children who are born were Cain and Hevel. Cain and Abel. Famous Cain and Abel. Cain and Hevel. But the language used in the birth of Hevel is very strange. Why? Because the Torah says, So uh, Chava has the son Cain. And then it says, she continued giving birth she added to her birth et achiv his brother et hevel hevel so it has extra words over here she gives continues giving birth to his brother to hevel isn't that obvious she gives birth to hevel who's hevel there's no one else it must be his brother i mean there's no one else so either way it's his brother so why does it say his brother hevels that's Rav Berlin is pointing out as extra words in the Torah. What does it say? His brother is extra words. He says to teach us that what is the difference between humans and all the other creations is that there should be sibling love. There should be sibling chesed. His brother is special. Why is his brother? You got to help him you got to help your brother you got to help your sister you got to help your siblings She'achva, he says there should be brother brotherhood or love or brotherhood between them that's why it stresses his brother hevel is going to be brotherhood and you know what he says Cain rose to the challenge because the torah tells us that Cain was a farmer and hevel was a shepherd now what is hevel eating can't eat you can't eat the we know they weren't allowed in time of Adam. They weren't allowed to eat meat. So you can't eat the, you can drink the milk. You can't I don't know if you can really subside uh so subsist on milk by itself. By itself, it probably could for a while. But I guess you get diarrhea, or whatever it is. So who gave food to Hebel? And the answer is his brother Kain looked after him. He was the farmer. He gave Hevel, maybe they bartered uh wool for uh for food, but Cain supported Hebel. This is something we don't talk about enough. Cain is a bad guy eventually kills Hebel, but we don't realize he had some good in him. Cain had tremendous good as well. He supported his brother Hebel. We don't know for how long. It doesn't say for how long he supported Hebel. Could have been a long time. No idea. So Cain acted with Hebel as a brother because it says his brother Hebel. And he provided Hebel with food. Amazing. And therefore, he says, "Now this is a tremendous chidush, And the Chavisheim argues with him. He says, "Therefore, we learn from here that non-Jews are also commanded in the mitzvah of Chesed. A non-Jew is also commanded to be kind, to do acts of kindness. It's not just a Jewish mitzvah; it's a non-Jewish mitzvah, even though it's not one of the seven Noahide laws." So he asks the question: How come Chesed? Is not one of the seven Noahide laws. Now, this is very fascinating. Let's try and go through the seven Noahide laws and see if I can remember them off the top of my head. Number one, believe in God. Believe in God. Number one, believe in God. Number two, don't curse God. That's interesting. One of the seven Noahide laws is don't curse God. Right? Number three, law and order, law courts. The Gentiles also have a mitzvah of law and order. There has to be law and order society. You have to set up courts, right? Don't eat a limb from a living animal. Don't cut off a limb. Imagine no refrigeration those days. Well, I feel like some meat. Just cut off his limb. No, nope, not allowed to cut off a limb from a living animal. Forbidden totally. The animal's going to be dead before you cut it up. Not a limb from a living animal. No murder. No immorality. Very hard. No immorality no murder, no immorality, and no robbery. So seven cardinal sins for Noachide seven, and if you notice, they're all negative. They're all negative, except for the first one to believe in God. They're all negative mitzvot. So he says over there that the Torah, the the Talmud only lists seven Noachide laws as negatives, but he doesn't list all the positives. And one of the positives that misses out is Kibbut Avayim, honoring parents, which applies also to Noahides, and also chesed. Acts of kindness also apply to Noahides. And let's talk about that. So it's a very big Hiddush. The Chavetz Chaim does not say it's one of the Noahide laws, the Acts of Kindness, whereas Rav Berlin, the rabbi, the chief rabbi of Elajin, the Rosh Yeshiva, which the great Yeshiva of Rav Berlin is named after in Brooklyn, and he says there's a mitzvah that the rabbis only count the seven negative Noahide laws. The positives are m- not mentioned. And therefore, he says are two extra ones, which are the positives, honoring parents and acts of kindness, honoring parents and acts of kindness. Anyway, it's very interesting uh, discussion. And uh, that's why he says, this is Rav Chaim continuing. How do we know that Noahites are commanded acts of kindness? Very simple. The city of Sodom was destroyed by God. Now, why was the city of Sodom destroyed by God? So the Torah tells us because they would not perform acts of kindness. So the cries of the poor and the destitute went up to God and he judged Sodom and he destroyed the city of Sodom and Amorah. So why? Because they did not perform acts of kindness. Proof that Noahites also have to perform acts of kindness. A very brilliant proof. I think it's a very brilliant proof. The Noahites also have to perform acts of kindness. And then he tells us something very fascinating. He said, Jews, it's in bread. Part of being Jewish, in our genes. You know, we have this concept of zichut avot. Zichut avot is the merit of our forefathers. We say in the morning prayers, and the Shmones, Esray three times a day, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. You are the God of our forefathers. They had tremendous merits. Our mothers had tremendous merits. The the merit of the redemption is going to come. The power of Rachel. Yerimiyah Wanavi says, the cries are reaching up to Hashem. The cries of this woman, this barren woman, Rachel, is going reaching up to Hashem, and, and she's going to have the power to bring us back to Israel. Her prayers... Her merits. So we see the merits of our forefathers and mothers were terrific. Why are they so terrific? What do they do? And the answer is Zachut Avot. That's the merits they had. They served God for no reason other than love of God. And therefore we are getting merits from them. We're living on their merits. Okay, that's the Avot. The merits of our forefathers. Literally, Rav Dessler has an amazing concept. He says Zachut can also be translated as zahut, the purity of the forefathers. What is the purity of the forefathers? If our forefathers did something great, it goes through our genes. They purified us. They gave us good genes. And therefore, one of our genes, interesting, what is the genes of the Jewish people? The Talmud says in Kiddushin, Dalet, that we have genes which are rachmanim, bayshanim, and gomolei chasadim. Juice and in fact, the Shulkanah says, if you're looking for a spouse, try and look for these three qualities. Mercy, shame, and kindness. Mercy, shame, and kindness. These are the three attributes that we got from our forefathers and our DNA. And we're going to improve on them. And this way we can pass them down to our children as well. Bashfulness. Bashfulness. snewed. It's all part of um, being uh, shamed. snewed, uh, Modesty not flaunting oneself, not being ostentatious. All this is part of the modesty of men that Jews meant to have from our forefathers. Baishanim, um, that's modesty. Rachmanim, uh, kind people. Shouldn't be cruel. Opposite of cruel. All these, uh, you see the bullfights in Spain, that's the opposite of kindness. Acts of kindness, not being nasty, not being mean, Acts of, and the acts of kindness. So, Rachmanim, mercy and acts of kindness. These are the three qualities we have in our genes. The Talmud Yerushalmi says three gifts were given to us by Hashem to Israel, rachmanim, Haskim. so they weren't actually uh, drawn from our parents, our grandparents, They're, they're actually gifts that God gave us of being merciful, kind, and bashful. So very important rules. So it's one of the three cardinal traits of a Jew. It's inbred into us that we should be kind. We have to be kind. You know, when a, as soon as a child is uh, three years old, four years old, you teach a child to give sadaqah. Put the money in the pushka. Every Jewish home has a pushka, a charity box. And you give a child a coin. You know, taking kids to the very easy. You give your coins a coin when the gabbay comes around collecting money. You teach a child from early age to give. Be a giver, don't be a taker. That's one of the biggest things you can teach children Share your cho- toys with others, even though it's contrary completely to their psyche. To share, teach them how to share. Teach them how to give. Teach them to be kind. Teach them to be merciful. And uh, teach them to forgive and forget. And we have to teach ourselves. This is these are the rules that we have to teach ourselves. So it's interesting. So the Chavitz Chaim starts on his book in his introduction. If you notice. You know, all famous books start off with Yudke Vavke, God's name, Yudke Vavke. And he starts off, they always start off with words that start off with Yudke Vavke. So usually you start, Ramav starts off, Yasod Hayesodot, Yasod Hayemunah. Um, he starts off with the foundation, foundations and the foundation of our faith. So all these Yudke Vavke, the words start with Yudke Vavke, and here the Chavitz Chaim is starting with a beautiful Yudke Vavke, Yudbarach. Blessed Hatov, the good one, and the one who gives good, and, and the one who gives kindness. So Hashem Yudkevavke stands for blessed be the one who is good, who gives good, and he gives kindness. Beautiful way of explaining it, Yudkevavke. gives kindness with all his creations. Now, we don't really realize this world is resting on God's kindness. We have to appreciate it. Every single day, we are resting on God's kindness. The fact this world does not blow up, the fact the world continues every single day. We say in our prayers in the morning, mm-hmm. Hashem renews with his goodness the world every single day. So every single day, the world is renewed, it gets more energy to keep on going. We don't see this, but we have to be aware of it. It's a tremendous act of kindness. And we say in Psalm 136, the famous Psalm, Ki le'olam chazdo, everything, the refrain is Ki le'olam 136. lechem basar. He gives bread to all his creatures. Ki le'olam His kindness lasts forever. Hashem's kindness is pure kindness, altruistic kindness. Hashem does not get anything back from us. Despite us thinking, you know, we're doing a mitzvah for Hashem. Hashem does not need any mitzvah from us. The mitzvah is for us to become a better person. That's a mitzvah. Mitzvah is for us. It's reflexive. It's for us to become a better person, to make society better. It's not, Hashem does not need it. Hashem wants us to be better. Hashem wants us to do his will. That's a different issue. He doesn't care if we do the mitzvah. or No, he wants us to do his will. Why? as like a parent likes to see his child doing his wishes, it gives what's called Nachat Ruach. It gives a kind of pleasurable feeling. Now, obviously, we can't talk about Hashem, we're talking human concepts. So therefore, Hashem is pure giving. Hashem, we have to understand, Hashem is pure giving, gratuitous giving. He created us, the Kabbalists say to him, to give kindness. So he is the kindest person in the world, the creator of the world, is the kindest person in the world, he gives to all his creatures David Leolam, recognized his kindness lasts forever something which we can't even hope to emulate we have to try to emulate Okay, until Hashem loves us so much he called us his children the Torah says in Devarim you are the children of your God in Devarim you it in chapter 14 of Deuteronomy Beautiful, you are the children of God. He loved us so much. Hashem loves us, wants to give. He calls us his children. And he continues. What does God want from you? He wants you to fear him. And he wants you to walk in his ways. So what is God's ways? The Sifri explains. What is God's ways? The ways of the Holy One. El Rachum Vechanun He is merciful and he is gratuitously kind. He wants us to walk in his ways, in his attributes of kindness and mercy. And uh, then he tells us, so just like God is merciful, you be merciful. Just like God is kind, you be kind. Just like God gives gratuitously, you give gratuitously. And Hashem Repeats this in many places in the Torah, to follow in his ways, to do his, to emulate his attributes of kindness and mercy, all the time, over and over again. And the prophet Micha, who you know, we have to learn these prophets. These prophets are beautiful. Hopefully, we'll go through in our series. We got stuck on King Solomon, and hopefully, we're going to move on. (laughs) There's others with others, and the prophet Micha. He says, he ends off, Prophet Micha in chapter six ends off. What does Hashem want from you? Ma Hashem, the ma'ch Kiim, only. Do acts of justice. And love, kindness. So, what is the difference between acts of, of Mishpat, which is justice and kindness? What's the difference between justice and kindness? So, Chavitz Haim explains. Justice should be not to take from others what they don't owe us. Stealing is an act of justice. Not to steal is an act of justice. If I steal, I'm I'm not being just. So not taking more than others owe us is justice. Avat chesed is giving more than we need to. That is chesed. Chesed is giving more than we need to. Justice is not giving more than I need to. I just give enough. But chesed is giving more than I need to give, giving my spouse more than I need to give, more than I need to give. You know, there's requirements in Jewish law how much to give, how much we owe. And uh, the Gemara says, Meshubad. Meshubad means we are in debt, we are uh, creditors, we are mortgaged. A man signs a ketubah, he's mortgaged. His mortgage says, the ketubah says, even the shirt of his back. Scary stuff. So acts of kindness. And a marriage is not negotiable. There are certain acts which are not negotiable, but going beyond that is tested. So, keeping the law is justice. Going beyond the law is kindness. Beyond the law, beyond the requirements of the law. So, Torah says, "Do justice." Micha says, "But love kindness." Kindness is going beyond the requirements of the law. There's no law that's justice who says I have to help someone else. Justice is don't hurt them. Justice is don't steal from them. That's justice. Helping them, that's love kindness. It doesn't say love justice, it says love kindness. Interesting. And that's because we have to be godly. We have to emulate Hashem. And we have to accustomize ourselves to acts of kindness all our lives. And according to this, the Chavez says, look at this. Chavez Khan says, according to the acts of kindness we do in our life, we will get Goodness. Hashdo Hashem will do tremendous kindness with us in this world and the next world. First, wants kindness in this world. The next world, do acts of kindness in this world. Build relationships through acts of kindness. Build relationships. You know, smile at people. Be kind to people. Help people. Cross the road. Uh, today, I saw a woman pushing this heavy shopping cart up the hill in hard enough. It's a mountain. So. I said, "Would you like some help?" She said, "No." I tried, but even trying, even acts of kindness can start just by asking. People feel good. You make people feel good. You know, in Israel, if a handicapped person comes on the bus, there's actually a there's a ramp that you actually lower from the bus. If you can lower that ramp for that handicapped person, you know, what an act of kindness. It is tremendous act of kindness. Whatever you can do to help someone, a tremendous act of kindness. And Hashem will pay a person back with acts of kindness in this world and the next world. Tremendous promise. And we, he's going to go through now. The Habits Chaim goes through the whole Torah. Highlighting the acts of kindness. Plus, he says, the acts of kindness are tremendous kapara. Atonement for a person. More than Yom Kippur. More than all the sacrifices. What is the biggest act of atonement a person can do? So here brings a story. So he says, Mishleh, Shlomo HaMelech says, ve'emet avon, with kindness and truth, sin is forgiven. Sin is atoned for with kindness and truth. Now, it's interesting because there is a kind of kindness which is called the kindness of truth. What is true kindness? Rabbi say, kindness to the dead. Basen does an act of kindness to a living person. They can always assume they may get paid back. You do an act of kindness to a dead person, you can't get paid back, at least not by that person. So what is acts of kindness to a dead person? Going to the funeral, comforting the mourners, digging the grave or filling the grave anything you can do for a dead person, praying for the dead person, saying, Kaddish for the dead person, saying, having brahot in memory of the dead person, doing a mitzvah for the dead person, put some coins in the money box, that person, that's acts of kindness for the dead, that is true act of kindness, why? You cannot expect anything back in return, that we have to, that's such a powerful act, it's interesting, if you can just go to the pushka, and put a coin in for someone who passed away, for example, Oh, good example! It's very topical. Tomorrow night is the anniversary of the Benish Chai. Benish Chai, great Rabbi Rabbi Yosef Chaim. Everyone knows about the Benish Chai. Tomorrow is his anniversary. Just go to the pushka, put a coin. Leilu lishmat Benish Chai. You did kindness for the soul of the Benish Chai. Wow, that's an act of kindness. Tremendous act of kindness. That is atones for sin. Act of kindness atones for sin. He gives the atones for sin. So he brings a story. There's a beautiful story in Avot the Rabbi Natan. It says, once, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, the great Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, the chief rabbi of Israel, during the time, the worst time in our history, the destruction of the second temple, he lived through it. And he was walking with his student, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananiah, past the site of the khurban of the destruction. You know, it's amazing, we can do this today live in Yerushalayim, go to the Kotel, you see, and you're you're all happy, we're going to the Kotel, behind the Kotel is the remnants of our destruction of our temple. Don't be too happy. On the one hand, we should be happy, we can access the site, on the other hand, it's a Chorban, it's a destruction. And so Rabbi Yochamed Zakkai was walking with his student, Rabbi Yeshua, and they get to the site of the Beit HaMikdash, destroyed, and Rabbi Yeshua says, what are we going to do, Rabbi? What are we going to do? the sight that we brought, all the sacrifices for atonement, we don't have anymore. What are we going to do? How are we going to atone for ourselves? And he answered, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zaka answers, alira My son, don't be worried. Don't let it be bad for you. Yesh kapara we have an atonement, a big atonement, which is as big as the Beit HaMikdash and all the Korbanot. What is this? Acts of kindness. Acts of kindness the prophet tells us in chapter 6, Hashem says, I want kindness, not offerings. More than offerings. This time, of the second first temple was terrible. At the end of the second first temple, people thought they could bribe God. That is the big danger of bringing offerings. A person can bribe God. I'll bring an offering. I'll bribe God. You know, it's interesting. The Torah says not to bring offerings of honey and offerings of hamets. there's there's, there's only one offering of khametz. There's no offering of honey. Because people in those days really believed you could bribe the God by bringing sweet things to the God, right? Bring sweet food. People love desserts, right? So you bring God a dessert. How do I bring God a dessert? I give God something sweet. So Torah says, no, no sweets allowed to God. (laughs) You don't want people to think it's bribery. So here Hashem says through the prophet, Hashem does not want your offerings. He wants acts of kindness. So acts of kindness atone more than offerings. That's what the prophet tells us. So we have, we don't have a temple today. We do have opportunities, tremendous opportunities for acts of kindness. Today, you can look up on the web, look up orphanages in Israel. Look up sites that help innocent children and be a partner in orphanage in Israel. Amazing. This way you are a partner in Raising a child, literally raising a child who's destitute, has no one to look after them. There's plenty of orphanages today in Israel, unfortunately, that are looking after destitute children or orphans who have no home, and it's a tremendous act of kindness. So, acts of kindness, at, we can do it at the fingertips today. It's so easy. It's never been so easy before in history to do acts of kindness through money. Acts of Surakah available online. Every shul can take donations online. Every organization takes donations online. It's so easy to do, and especially before Rosh Hashanah, what better way to celebrate Rosh Hashanah before you do? Before you celebrate Rosh Hashanah, it's acts of kindness. Acts of kindness, and uh, so he said, this, this, this is the Habitz He says this trait prolongs a person's life, as we find were the sons of Eli. Now, Eli, we went through the story in our series on Tanach. Eli was a high priest of Israel before the kings came along in the Mishkan in Shiloh. And his sons, unfortunately, did not follow in his path. And Hashem cursed Eli, terrible curse. He gave a curse to Eli's descendants that none of them would live long lives. He gave a tremendous curse to Eli. Eli was an old man already. And it didn't affect him, but affected his children, grandchildren for all the generations. And the Talmud says that Rava and Abaye, two great rabbis, were descendants of Eli. Abaye did both, he learned Torah and did acts of kindness. He lived 60 years. Rava did only learn Torah. He didn't do acts of kindness he lived 40 years. So even a person has a, 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 a decree on them from Hashem. The descendant should die early. It says, "Sadaqa prolongs a person's life, even against the decree." So tremendous power of sadaqa, tremendous power of chesed, and it helps a person. Look what the Talmud says: it helps a person from the birth pangs of the Mashiach. You know, we know that the Messianic period is is like a, a woman getting labor. I hope the Holocaust was the birth pangs of the Mashiach but acts of kindness will help a person survive the birth pains of the Mashiach, the like Mara says in Saledrin 98. The students asked Rabbi Ezer, what will a person do to be saved from the pangs of the Mashiach? He said, learn Torah and do acts of kindness. So learning Torah is powerful, with acts of kindness even more powerful. Acts of kindness. And this merit lasts for a person all their generations, as the rabbi say in the Yalkut of Tehillim, Acts of kindness stands for a person's progeny till the end of all generations. As it says in Tehilim, in Psalms 103, verse 13. 103, verse 13, it's worth looking up. The kindness of Hashem will be from this world to the next world, to those who fear Him. So you do acts of kindness. Hashem will give you kindness in this world and in the next world for all generations. And this this mitzvah does makes peace between us and heaven. So this mitzvah, even though it... So when we act kindly to other people, Hashem says, I love you. You're acting kindly to my own people. You're acting kindly to my children. If you act kindly to my children, I love you. Anyone who acts kindly to my children, I I love. So if you do chesed to another person, it's acts kindness to God's people, God's children. Look at that! Amazing. Amar the said, "Bab Batra, the says, all acts of kindness and and charity that Israel does in this world makes peace, tremendous peace between us and our Father in Heaven. So we have tremendous peace between us. So it makes peace between people and peace between us and Heaven. Tremendous acts of kindness is tremendous. And you see, we just read in Parshat Re. Talks about Shemitah. Now, Shemitah is, you know, it's it's getting hard. Why? Because Israel is also today an agricultural society. And, you know, the farmers who have to rest on the seventh year is so hard. I can't imagine what it's like to be a farmer who leaves his fields open to, to the public during the seventh year. Anyone can come in and take the fruits. Just don't damage the other crops. Don't damage the trees. Very important. You're allowed to go in the field, but don't damage. So, a farmer is a tremendous. Tremendous test, and there's another test, and that is if you lend people money. And the seventh year comes along at the time of uh, the temple. That seventh year, at the end of the seventh year, we said before Rosh Hashanah, the next Rosh Hashanah coming up, all the loans are annulled. So imagine, so a person comes along, and look at the language the Torah uses. I want to read you the the quote from the Torah. It says, "The good," it says, it calls the person. Who will not lend money on the seventh year? He calls him a very strange name, Blial. Blial. What is Blial? It's actually two words, Bliel. It's a person who doesn't have a god. It's a person who is atheist. Person who is agnostic. Person who is atheist. I don't have a god. Don't believe in God. Why? If I believed in God, I believe that God would pay me back. Actually. We believe that God pays back for acts of kindness. We believe in a God. We believe in a God who, who pays people back. You do acts of kindness. You do acts of kindness. Hashem said, I'll pay you back. I'll not just pay you back once. I'll pay you back. You give tenth, I'll give, make you rich. The Quran says, You give a tenth, I'll make you wealthy. And a person can use this. And try it out. You know, I had a friend of mine. <laughs> this friend is a great, he's a great friend. I, I've lost touch with him. When I was growing up in London, uh, I used to learn with him uh, many years. And I hope he sees this. I don't know if he's seeing it. I don't know if he watches it. But hopefully you see it. Because uh, he, he would, uh, anything the rabbi would say that leads to wealth, he would keep 100%. So one of them is using a lot of water for an ethylake dime. You wash your hands for bread. Today they have these big cups. Don't worry, we use a lot of water anyway. It's a lot of water for washing hands. Leads to wealth. It's one of the segulot. It's a segula. It's a charm for wealth. The other charm for wealth is giving a tenth of one's money. Anything you earn. Anything you earn net, not gross, baruch hashem, net. Net of all taxes, net of all fees, net of all of this, that, the other. Anything you earn net give 10%, give 10%, it's a charm, it's not a charm, it's guaranteed by the Torah, make wealth, how do Jews become wealthy, that's the answer, and the wealthier they are, you know, they've been giving sadaqah, they've been giving charity, so it's very important, two, two major things, and not just that, the sadaqah, the chesed person does, will atone for them, Will bring them chesed from Hashem in this world, the next world, and this merit will last for all generations. Tremendous merit of kindness, acts of kindness. And then there's a terrible curse, and that is this man, Bilial, the man with no God who will not lend it the seventh year because he doesn't want his loans to be annulled. So therefore he says, you know, seventh year is coming up, not gonna loan. Torah calls him Bilial. Bilial means without a God. He has no God. It's like he doesn't believe in God. And it's like, the rabbis say, like an idol worshiper. He doesn't have a God. Who does he trust in idols? So a person who doesn't do acts of kindness is a bilial. is a person without a God. Imagine how far the rabbis went. You do acts of kindness, tremendous reward. You don't do acts of kindness like idolatry. Why? Because then a person doesn't believe that God will reward. There's no God. God is not kind. I don't follow God's ways. I don't emulate Hashem. He's a man who's belial, a man with no God. Terrible, terrible. or oh, belial. There's a man with no yoke of heaven. Doesn't believe in God. There's No yoke of heaven. So very important that a person should always do acts of kindness, even small things. Even if it's involved with pennies and the push for every day. The Rambam says it's better to give small amounts many times over than one big amount once. It's better, why? Because you're training yourself to be kind. You're training yourself every single day. It's like doing push-ups. Because there's 100 push-ups one day a week, it's not as good as 10 push-ups every day. It's not, it's a, same thing with acts of kindness, small acts over and over again. And look for kindness. Look for acts of kindness. What can you do? An old person walks into the bus. I'm, I'm getting at that age, right? I started, people started standing up for me. So, so very nice kind. So... I'm helping them do acts of kindness. <laughs> so anyway, so if you can stand up for someone, act of kindness. If you can help someone push a cart, that's an even bigger act of kindness with your body. If you can help someone carry a bag, acts of kindness. It's amazing. We're going to go through these acts of kindness. The Torah is full of acts of kindness. We read the Torah every week. We don't see it because it's so... Pre- prevalent, it's so pervasive around the Torah. Let's, so the Chabit I' hadn't started class yet. But the class is just, this is just an introduction to the class because Rosh will continue next week with this topic of kindness. But you have to know that if you do kindness, Hashem will help you during your life in this world and in the next world, and a person will be saved from Yom Hadin HaGadol, the great day of judgment, it says when the Mashiach comes. There'll be a great day after the Metim when the dead will arise. There'll be a tremendous great day of judgment. And a person does acts of kindness and save from this judgment. Boy, there's a lot of different There's advantages of doing acts of kindness. Okay, now we're gonna start. Now we're gonna start the real class. This is just a preface. We're gonna give you a few more minutes of the real class, and we'll go through this Hashem, next week because we have to realize the bond, the glue. And human relationships is kindness. The glue of human relationships is justice, which is society is really big on justice, which is don't take which doesn't belong to you. Don't do things which affect other people in a negative sense. But the positive glue is kindness, acts of kindness, sedaka, charity, and chesed, acts of kindness, and uh, we're going to stop here and we'll continue next week. Be'er Adashem, please. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.